0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Last week on Episode 2 of our second Sifted mini-series, we put the spotlight on the complex area of contract performance. I was joined by Caleb Nelson, Chief Growth Officer and friend of the show, to dive deeper into Sifted's carrier management suite. We talked all about some of the big challenges happening in the industry right now and where carrier relationships fit in, analyzing the scoring contract performance and how you can tackle the complexities of your agreements to drive performance enhancing outcomes with Sifted. And today in Episode 3, I'm joined by L. Brown, Senior Client Success Manager at Sifted to chat all about measuring your contract health, how you can validate rates and secure refunds with contract compliance, and ensuring customer success. So welcome to the show, Elle. Hi, Sarah. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. I am so excited that you're here. I mean, we're halfway through the series already and I just can't believe it. We've had Jeremy and Caleb on the show so far and I've really enjoyed those conversations. You know, every time I talk about Sifted and your solutions, I learn something new and I find a new angle to get excited about. So I'm looking forward to finding out more today and let's just really dive in. I mean, I talk about you guys all the time. I was just talking to... Um, a retailer the other day and I asked them all about their parcel and I was like, have you heard of Sifted? And so that's how excited I get about what you are doing and how you are changing the market. So today's episode is called Check Engine Light. So we're going to be talking about checking your contract health and maintaining it to ensure optimal success. So does Sifted's carrier management suite have a check engine light? I mean, how does a customer even know They've got a problem, yeah. i I think this is a
1: great question. Um, because, you know the great thing about the suite is there are different types of check engine lights. Um, We have different tools to determine all of the different types of problems a a shipper may or may not have. And that's because, you know, the problems that we're helping shippers solve, they may be similar to other shippers. They may be similar to the market, but each shipper is unique. Mm -hmm. And so our tools are helping clarify um, the different ways we monitor these different problems and then identifying those unique solutions or unique insights for that shipper. So, for example, within the suite, we've got contract monitoring. That's going to help them monitor their volume-based insights against the current agreement, their current discounts, checking on their expiration dates of those discounts, Um, but contract compliance is ensuring that what they're being billed is correct according to those contract terms. And then there's contract performance, and that's tracking their overall rates of savings, tracking how those are trending over time to pinpoint when changes might have occurred whether that's on the carrier side with a general rate increase or whether that's on the shipper side with volume changes or product changes that might help them justify the need to make their changes within a current agreement. So it, when that check engine light comes on, it's then about taking it to that next level for the shipper to determine what is the problem, right? And each of those tools within the suite can help us pinpoint
0: that based on what's going on for them. Amazing. And I think I love that we're correlating it to cars. Because I think a lot of people can really, yeah, I think a lot of people can really resonate You know, with cars, we drive a car, or a lot of us drive a car every single day. We've got different lights and different buttons and different things that do different things while we're driving or on the car to help us see, to help us um, maybe uh, let us know what's coming up, you know, as far as traffic is concerned. And so, really bringing it back to checking that engine light. I mean, what do we do when we check that engine light? right? We're like, oh, okay, we, we need to take that in for a service, or we need to get more information about that to see what's really wrong with our car. And so that's exactly why we called this episode Check Engine Light, because that's what we're doing. And that's what you're doing, right? Is we're doing, we're lifting up the hood, And we are figuring out what the problem is, or maybe the challenge, or maybe we need more data. We need to know more about it. And that's what you guys are doing. So once the problem is identified, how do we really look under the hood to figure out what's gone wrong? I mean, we talked about contract management, or sorry, monitoring in episode one. We're talking about the virtual sandbox in episode four. But talk us through the holistic process and how Sifted really works with their customers.
1: Yeah. So again, going back to the, the fact that when we're helping shippers solve problems, while they may be similar, they're not necessarily one size fits all. So we right. think of different cars and issues that could go wrong with a car. Well, still what you would do or how you would diagnose that might vary across the make and model of your car, right? Mm-hmm. And the benefit of working with sifted tools and teams is that we provide clarity on what type of issue is occurring through the tools And then the teams, the logistics engineers and our client success teams can then help our clients determine, therefore, what we should do with it to have the best outcome. So it's not always enough just to pinpoint the exact issue. Sometimes you do, like you mentioned, need more data or insight or context that helps you determine, okay, what should we do with this information? What should we do with this particular um, problem or or, um, situation? So... What I love about working with clients is our client success team and the logistics engineering team will work really closely together with the clients over time to provide that therefore what from these insights. So we're helping provide industry context and technical expertise. We're asking the clients questions to gather more data or letting them know when we might need to ask their carriers for some specific information um, so that they can best guide their decisions. So um, those client-specific situations are then considered against the reporting and tools over time. So once we've kind of cleared and vetted and understood what's going on with that particular shipper, we keep that in mind as we continue to evaluate the tools and evaluate performance over time so that we're getting to know their unique footprint as a shipper and using that to help inform them on those therefore what scenarios.
0: Yeah. And you're really empowering them to yeah. make the right decisions for their business. You're not making the decision for them. It's like when I take, I'm going to go back to taking my car in. Take yeah. car in, They say your brake pads, you know, they're getting a little low. I call my husband and I'm like, mm, what should we do? <laughs> right? And then (laughs) we we determine, well, they can't be that low because it's only been this amount of time. And so we make that decision, right? Where we're going to leave it for a little bit longer. We'll change them on the next one. Um, And so I kind of think about it like this, right? You guys really provide all the data that everybody needs to know, and then they can make the decisions for themselves.
1: Absolutely. That's exactly what we're going for.
0: Yay, all right. And all of this is working to ensure optimal contract health. So what do we mean when we talk about the health of a contract? What's a healthy versus an unhealthy one? I mean, we are inundated with contracts, right? Yeah. In supply chain. Right now we're talking about last mile, we're talking about parcel shipping, but you know, we are inundated from contracts from sourcing, procurement, etc., etc., etc. So I think this question and and Um, is going to help so many people as to what's a healthy versus an unhealthy contract, because it really does or can resonate throughout the industry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The short answer to that is,
1: you know, when a contract isn't necessarily an optimal health or unhealthy, um, it's one that isn't optimized with rates, discounts, minimums, terms, in a way that we know is possible for the type of clients we're working with. Um, or it doesn't take into account the specs of that unique shipper in a way that benefits them as a shipper and also benefits their relationship with the carrier. So, you know, like you mentioned, parcel shipping in general and, and logistics is an Incredibly complex market. The agreements are incredibly complex. And we see clients all the time who they have an agreement that may seem optimized or healthy compared to the general market, compared to the whole market, or even compared to themselves as an organization two or three years ago. But what does that really mean today and right now? Um, You know, when a contract is healthy, it's optimized. It's optimized to their current profile today and and thinking forward and the unique relationship they have with the carrier Um, and in working in a way that benefits those things versus maybe is based on outdated data or outdated operations.
0: Yeah. Or past performance. Exactly. Yep. Right. And so looking at the here and now, but I think also it's based on forward thinking, right? Or it needs yes. to be fa- based on the forward thinking, the projections of that business. Where do we want to be? What are the goals that we want to hit? Right. And so does yeah. that contract fit me now? And does it fit me you know, in a little bit, because you're signing those contracts for a certain period of time, and Absolutely. things are going to change consistently and constantly throughout that time of the or the life cycle of that contract. And so, there's a lot of things that you have to consider. And so, I like the fact that you talked about a healthy one being optimized, but it's not just optimized to right now; it's also also optimized to where you're going. Yes, absolutely. And
1: one of the things I love listening to our logistics engineers talk to clients about when we're thinking of that future state is, you know, what are your goals and objectives as an organization? And let's make sure we're helping you position those to the carrier in an intentional strategic way, right? You, you have making you, excuse me, you've made decisions um, about where you want to take this, what you're shipping, how you're shipping, and then you want to optimize according to that forward thinking. Mm. And that's really powerful in having those conversations with your carriers.
0: Absolutely. And so I think a healthy contract also needs to be measurable. We just talked a little bit about being scalable, but it also needs to be measurable. So talk us through what you mean by that and why making it measurable and scalable is so important. Yeah, so... Measurable health of an agreement allows you to have consistent conversations,
1: both internally amongst your teams um, and with your carriers. So when you have a data point or way of measuring health that you're consistently looking at and agreed upon with the parties you're working with, um, your information exchanges with those parties and with yourself as you evaluate your performance is going to be more effective. Um, so without something like Sifted, sometimes we see new clients we're working with who they aren't sure. They think it's good based off of this or they think it's okay based off of that, but they don't really know if they're getting those best industry standards and they don't truly know using data that they're healthy. So when it's measurable, when you have data points like a health score, percentage of savings, when you're looking at average cost per pack over time and across zones, those are um specific, measurable and clear data points that you can make sure that you agree on and monitor and then also bring that to the table with your carriers as needed um, for effective decision making and clear decision making based on that data.
0: Yeah, and it's not just the discussions with the carriers. So I we mentioned a lot of this in the first mini-series that we did with Sifted um, about two months ago, back in September. And we're, we're talking about it again, because I think this is a really important point to make, is that when you're at the table with your team or with senior management, And, you know, you're thinking about different scenarios, you're thinking about different projections, and you've got the data on that projection, but then you're sitting there and you're like, well, I think if we do this, we might be able to do that. We might be able to do this, right? And so if you really think about what that discussion can turn into when you have the actionable insights to really help you make those decisions, and it's not just you, it's also your team, and it's also your senior management, rather than a feeling It's a no, this is what it looks like, and here's scenario one, two, and three, right? Or you allow your team to be innovative, right? This is the data that we're getting. These are the scenarios. What do you think? Is there anything that we should change? Is there anything that we should think about? And if we do that, what does that look like? Oh, that looks like this? Okay. These are the two examples that I want to take to that management meeting. And so it really changes the dynamic of that conversation. It changes the dynamic in the room, right, where you're going yeah. from feeling to actuality. Absolutely. And we see that all the time as, as cross-functional teams
1: come together with our clients to determine, hey, how do we want to optimize or how do we want to strategize? our logistics and our parcel moving forward, um, one of the first things that we're able to do is kind of show them the way that we evaluate health and those data points that we used to evaluate and we come to agreement with those cross-functional teams and those internal teams on, okay, yes, that, that is something we want to track and monitor. That is going to make sense to the leadership and the teams that we report out to. And so we're so glad that we have this very concrete point um, that we can monitor moving forward or use to forecast out you know, our, our future strategy as well.
0: Yeah, and you make a really good point there too. Because I'm talking about you know meetings with senior management. I'm talking about meetings with your teams, but then think about the meetings with sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. They want to put out a sale. Yeah, right. They want to put out a sale on a product. Well, how much is that going to increase? Right. How many purchases are you expecting? What does that look like? And to have them really um, have a glimpse into what that means from a supply chain perspective, from a shipping perspective, is really vital to what you can do, right? In actuality and what they think is possible. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) yes, you think that's possible. But let me show you the numbers. (laughs) That's
1: right. Here's our baseline. So let's make sure we actually think that's possible.
0: (laughs) I love that. And I talk about collaboration. I mean, you see the sign behind me. Collaboration is the future of business. And so we want to bring those teams together, but we want to have the right data to make sure that we're making the right decisions across the organization. So a big part of making sure those contracts are healthy is compliance. We've been hearing this word a lot lately, right? Compliance risk, all sorts of things. Because a lack of compliance can lead to fines, overpaying, and all sorts of other problems. So how does compliance work within the suite? Yeah,
1: so I love talking about contract compliance because there are so many situations where I'm I'm getting to know clients and I can see that compliance um, check as really a table stakes kind of conversation. You know, our clients need to know, are we in good health? Do we know that we're being billed the way we expect? to be so that they can effectively move on from checking that box and knowing. And exactly like you mentioned, you know, mistakes do happen. Um, Our goal is to always better the relationships our shippers have with their carriers over time and through their agreements and, you know, allowing them some clear data points to bring that up and and just make sure that things are in check over time is really important. Um, You know, on the other end of this, something that I've also seen a lot that the contract compliance monitoring that we do here at Sifted and the enhanced tools will continue to do and and make more visible for our clients is evaluate whether or not, you know, some perceived issues are true or not. So I've had situations where clients really feel some distrust with their rep or with their carrier, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And it's clear as we talk to them that there won't be an effective next step with these carriers if they can't first confirm that the carrier is compliant. And right. we've been able to audit their current agreement and see that, yes, the carrier is in compliance and that this perceived issue is actually from maybe a term that expired that the mm-hmm. shipper wasn't aware of, or maybe from another unintended um, situation occurring that isn't just that the carrier is not in compliance. So they have that peace of mind that the relationship with the carrier is happening the way they they hope, right? In compliance and according to their current agreement. And then they do have the opportunity to catch those mistakes when they happen. Um, Not necessarily that's what we hope to find. (laughs) We're usually hoping to find, yeah, they're in compliance and this is actually the pinpoint situation that we can solve for you versus having to go to that rep and say, you know, have what could feel like a negative conversation. We can help them move past
0: that. Well, and it's in the moment. Yep. Right. Like I used to work for a logistics company and if a customer came to me like a year or two later,
1: <laughs> you right. know,
0: and was like all of these mistakes were made, like that is a very different different conversation than then coming to me in the moment with the data for me to be able to actually action those, like take the action that I need to take in yes. that moment rather than six months or a year later, because it's caught up and, and, you know, somebody's figured it out. yeah. And that not only from a carrier perspective really helps so that we can nip it in the bud right away. And then there's no ramifications. So if there's money that needs to be put, put back in the client's pocket, I'm not going back for another year, mm-hmm. <laughs> we might only be going back for a couple of weeks. And so from a carrier standpoint, It makes a world of difference um, because they don't want to be making those mistakes over and over and over and over and over again for a year. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yep. Totally agree.
0: Yeah. So what's the impact of ensuring compliance? You know, I'm sure there's a cost benefit. But during this series, we've also talked about the wider benefits of a more proactive mindset of improved relationships. We I just mentioned one of them. So talk to us about maybe some of those other positive outcomes that you're seeing from your clients from, you know, working, um, working with you. Yeah, so the example
1: you gave is a great one and something we see benefit clients quite a bit. Just that ability to monitor um, and check for that and bring that up like you said in the moment or you know for a course of looking at data over a few weeks or a monthly check instead of it being six months or these longer time frames that take more time and resources to kind of dive through and make sure they come to fruition for our shippers Um, another thing i would add to that is you know just tracking compliance over time and being in the know even down to those little micro levels of what's going on um, with your your billing and your shipping profile um, also helps set that expectation with your reps and with your carriers that we are a team that kind of knows what to watch for. This is important to us. Our relationship with you and our operations with our parcel and logistics in general is important. And so we're monitoring and checking for that. So when and if it does come time to have bigger conversations with those carriers or reps, you know they, they expect that. They know it's only natural that if you're monitoring and, and staying optimized and making sure that you're a good shipper and you're a good part of this partnership, of course, you would also want to revisit other parts of the partnership, such as your your agreement and negotiated discounts. And so we also find that when it's time for a client to bring up things such as their agreement and establishing Mm -hmm. new terms in that agreement, it's received more of, uh, of course, you want to do that. Of course, that's a natural part of our relationship. Instead of a hang on, where is this coming from? You know, it's been years or it's been months yes. and now this has come up, where is this coming from?
0: mm mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. And-, and I want to add to that too, because I think there's also a lack of expectations around service levels. So you go mm-hmm. into, you know, a relationship with a carrier, but you might not necessarily be upfront about your expectations of what you're expecting from them from a service level standpoint. And they have, you know, their regular service level agreement. But of course, everybody's different. And I think that is one of the most important things. If you ask somebody at the beginning of a carrier supplier relationship and said, what do you want your service levels to be? I don't know if they'd be able to answer it, but if they had a tool like Sifted and had the data and understood what they like and what they don't like from previous relationships. And, you know, it's, you know, we're kind of, we're trying to kind of talk about human beings, really. It's like, how do you get into a relationship with somebody, a friendship, you know, things like that. This is very similar to that. And so being able to outlie um the expectations ahead of time this is what we're expecting from you this is you know this is what works for us this is what doesn't work for us is not only a sigh of relief for the carrier but it also, um, you can build on that relationship. Like you said, you don't want to go into that relationship and six months later, you're sitting down with them. Well, we don't like this. We don't like that. We don't like this. We don't like that. Well, it leaves a bad taste in the mouth. And the kind of, you're kind of like, this has been working for six months. Like One side is like, it's been working. The other side is like, it's not working. And you're <laughs> like, where was that discussion? Where was that conversation in the moment? So we could have done something about it two months ago.
1: Absolutely. Yes. And
0: it really does help
1: strengthen those relationships, having the data you need to bring that up as time goes on and continue to refine the relationship you have with your carrier. um, so that through collaboration, all parties are
0: benefiting. Yes. So you're a client success manager and that is a job title that we wouldn't have even dreamed of not so long ago. So talk to us about that shift in focus from, you know, just worrying if my business is doing okay to actually my customer's success is my success. Yeah, I love this question,
1: um, because I really am passionate about the trajectory of client Mm -hmm. success and that difference between, let's say, just managing an account or just managing um, a solution for a client versus really being invested in like an extension of that client's success. Um, I believe this came from just the natural evolution of technology solutions, right? So Mm -hmm. we have adopted apps and software and so many different types of technology solutions into our life, both professionally and personally. And that's a specific language, right? We have engineers developing solutions and creating really great platforms, such as the engineers and product teams who work here at Sifted to continuously um, enhance the tools to make sure that they are on par, if not ahead of the game for what our clients need. And the, the sweet spot that we as client success managers and the client success department get to sit in is translating those solutions and then how they're working or not working or um, what enhancements would be needed back and forth between the engineers and product and development teams who are creating them and the end users, our, our sifted mm-hmm. clients. Um, a good example is, you know, back before Sifted was Sifted in our OG VeriShip days, it was an automated audit. That, that's how VeriShip started. And so to see the evolution um, where we have individual tools, we have our carrier management suite and all of these different kind of layers of support that can be provided. It, it's a fantastic suite of tools, but it's become more complicated. It's no longer just a right. straightforward audit solution. And so the client success department and and team is here to really make sure that our end users, our clients understand how to use those tools for them uniquely. And they aren't just, you know, they don't just have necessarily a library of developed tools that they can't understand. Um, And then on the reverse, we want to make sure that those end users are benefiting from the enhancements and that we're communicating those back. So a really big part of our role is to communicate um, requests, questions, um, enhancements, things like that back into our engineering and tech teams so that we're always enhancing things in a way that's benefiting those who need it and are using it in their day-to-day operations.
0: Well, I, I can only imagine like a client that's been with you since very ship, and then, you know, <laughs> to where you are now, how much they've been able to grow with you and really just change their organization internally as well. And so um, I love that you guys are looking at that. And so is this a trend that's only going to grow? I mean, what does client success look like? And what are the wider implications for the industry when we start thinking more collaboratively and more generously, if you like, about creating environments that just breed success for everyone?
1: Yeah, I mean, I absolutely think that this is an environment that's going to continue to grow. We're able to marry up essentially um two different functions that are all kind of going after the same goal, right? Clients who have specific goals and objectives, um, engineers and data science um, uh, professionals who know how to build tools that will give them those answers. And then we do need someone kind of in the middle that really makes sure that it's being applied in the way that helps those end users achieve their goals. And so I just see that continuing to be more and more the trend. And there are so many benefits from that different angle of of let's really make sure we understand your organization. Let's understand what success looks like to you. And then let's do everything that we can, that we know about our solutions to create that success for you. You know, if you're collaborating with someone like that, it's hard to want to stop, right? right. If there's continuous examples of understanding, peeling back the layers and creating success on our clients' terms, not just success on, you know, by showing everything that a tool would be able to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and it's not just the organization's success too. I mean, you're really focused on the individual's success as well, yeah. because you want to see them and their teams succeed within the organization too. And that's a really big part of client success. Now, I want you to bring this all to life for us with a case study, but what I am going to let the audience in on is if they're listening to this episode, they are getting a sneak peek because this product that we've been talking about today is in testing right now and is going to be launched in 2023. So if you're listening to this, you are getting a complete exclusive on <laughs> what is coming out for Sifted, and you're going to want to be one of those first people on that list. So make sure you reach out to them if this is something that you are looking for because you want to be one of the first to get this in 2023. So, in saying that, I know you've been testing this with a variety of different clients. So, yeah. talk me through maybe an example of what's changed for somebody by using this particular um, um, uh, part of, you know, the sifted suite. What has it done for them? What are they liking? Like, has it, have they shown, you know, an ROI or sort of a benefit from using, using this? Yeah. So, uh,
1: you know, recently I've had clients and kind of uh, alluding to some of the examples I've we've spoken about already, but there have been clients who have really um, made intentional decisions to form a strategy or um, be more intentional with how they're going to optimize. And a lot of times that means making hiring decisions or maybe there's natural turnover or they're bringing cross-functional teams together. And where we've really had quick impact using, um, the contract compliance tool with, with some of these, um, clients. And then also some of the other tools in our carrier management suite is we're able to provide that clarity right up front of what is, and isn't going on, you know, regardless of the various experience, regardless of the different roles who are at the table so that they can know, Hey, you know, what's our current agreement? Is that in our contract repository, um, Um, tool here at sifted or is that something we have to go dig for and find we help them overcome that they have it all there right in front of them and then you know kind of that next check is are we in compliance with the current agreement so what is going on is is it out of compliance do we have expired dates is it an issue that we need to talk to the carrier about or is it something that we can kind of check the Mm -hmm. box and move forward into optimizing so you know When I've had those client situations where maybe there's new team members or a newly established team, a lot of times they're really concerned about those first two questions because they're just maybe not quite sure where to start. And we've been able to answer those questions quickly and clearly using this contract compliance tool and quite a bit more quickly than they expected, right? Because they Mm -hmm. thought that would be where a lot of the work would be. But then they can see, nope, we're in compliance. We do have a few things to talk about. Maybe we have some expired terms that we didn't realize had expired, Mm -hmm. uh, but we've now established that's not the same as being out of compliance with our current agreement. Mm -hmm. And we can move forward in that conversation with the carrier and we're not stuck just on step one. So Mm -hmm. now it's about optimizing the agreement according to this strategy that we want to put in place.
0: Talk about magic. I mean, you start a new team, you join a new team, and it's literally at your fingertips. And you get to know what those red flags are right off the bat. And so you can actually do really, really well for the organization yourself. Really, really, really quickly, which is awesome because they look like the hero in their organization and they've just started, which is amazing. So I love that. Um, Plus, I mean, the impact of that, you can just save millions of. Dollars and time and all sorts of things. So, thank you so much for sharing all of that. I mean, that was such a pleasure. Everyone knows that I believe collaboration is the future. And it's so great to have conversations with people and brands that feel the same way. Sifted has made it so easy with their carrier management suite for people to check that engine light, make sure everything is running smoothly, and give their contracts a checkup. And if things aren't right or are in need of a bit of a maintenance, you have a company supporting you that has a genuine focus on your success and on helping you figure out the best solutions for your unique environment. It's priceless. If you want to find out more, you can check them out at SIFTED. So that's S-I-F-T-E-D dot A massive thanks to Elle for joining me and to the team at SIFTED for making this episode happen. And we'll be back next week for the fourth and final episode in our Driving Your Parcel Performance mini-series when I'll be joined by Cameron Clark to jump into SIFTED's fantastic virtual sandbox. We'll be talking all about contract modeling, its role in providing internal visibility, as well as external carrier management and empowering businesses to negotiate with confidence in a very challenging market. Make sure you don't miss that episode in the series. We'll be ending on a high and I'll see you then. Thanks again, Al. Thank you so much.